Okay, l'chaim, l'chaim. Thank you, everybody, for coming. What a privilege to be able to sit here together and to learn the Torah of a tzaddik whose message seems to be more and more and more relevant each passing day, particularly in times like these, where I think many of you feel the same way that I've been feeling lately, which is very, very hopeless. Sometimes you can slip into a feeling of just hopelessness when you look at the darkness that we're facing and the challenges that we're experiencing. And we hear the echo of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov calling us across the generations, if he was talking to any dar, if he was talking to any time, he was talking to us, and he was talking to us today. So it's a schus for us to start dafka in the tokef of this darkness and this uncertainty. The way that we react is to say we have to add more light, add more light, bring in more people, try to reach people with some message of clarity, some message of, of hope so that we can hold on to something that can give us strength to carry on doing what we do best, which is bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light <clears throat> down into the world and bringing, bringing more R, bringing more illumination to existence. So I don't think that there's any safer um, in the world that has as much said about it as Lakuti Maran. There's a whole section in this edition of the Sefer that has a whole, it's like a whole chapter that just goes through all the different things that Rabbi Nachman himself said about his Sefer. Phenomenal, phenomenal segulas just to own a Lakuti Maran. He goes so far as to say that if someone is sitting in a base medrash learning the Sefer out loud and there's someone sitting at the desk next to him, not overhearing, but he just on the periphery of his consciousness, hears the voice of the person learning the Sefer. It's already a ticken for that person, just to hear the voice of a person. Hey, thanks for coming. Right, just to hear the voice of such a person is already a skula. So I just want to read you one paragraph out of this section of the Sefer before we begin to take a look at some of the teachings that we'll be, that we'll be learning tonight um, with Hashem's help. And he says like this, you don't have this in front of you, I'm just going to read you a, f- a few lines. Amar, Rabbi Nachman said, Ha-sefer HaKadosh Shaloi, that his holy sefer Lukut Emaran, hu ha is the beginning of the redemption. He believed that when his sefer was published and became accessible for people to learn, that was the beginning of the, of the end, in the most glorious way, it was the beginning of the redemption. Va'amar, and he said, Now that my sefer has emerged and is in the world, I want that people should learn it. You know, there was some Hasidism that held of Rabbi Nachman, and they understood that he was an enormous, enormous tzaddik, but they said that his sefer is, is too, too lofty, is too holy to learn, and they had this thing, certain Hasidists, they would take the sefer and they would bind it all the way around it. They would bind not just on one side so that you can open it on the other side, they would stitch binding all the way around, they would put it on the highest shelf, and they say, the sefer is too holy to learn. But a little bit, it's an insult to the Mechaber himself because Rabbi Nachman made it very clear. He said, I want that people should learn it. And he said, A person should learn it with such alacrity and focus that, that it should be fluent. The person should know the whole Sefer backwards and forwards. Because it's full of guidance. 
and it awakens within the heart of a person that learns the words of the Sefer, an incredible awakening, an incredible yearning, which was the whole Breslov thing, just to yearn and to long, to develop that sense of yearning, to be able to build a, a relationship with Hashem that's not just theoretical, conceptual, but it's lived. It's like we say a lot of times, tzadik be'emunasa yichya, right? Not just to believe, but to literally live with the consciousness of emuna, which means the consciousness of peace of mind, yishavadas, optimism, hope, centeredness, all the positive things that we're looking to connect with and to onboard into our experience. Rabbi Nachman Sefer is able to bring a person to it. And he goes, he says, Asher ein there's, no, there's nothing close to what a person can gain in this sense than what they can gain from this from this Sefer. So we have to know that right now at this time, you know, if we're on the threshold of Gaigu Magag, I'm not a Navi, I don't know any Naviim, I'm not sure. But we're certainly living through a momentous time. And a time where the yearning for Geula has never been stronger in the heart of the individual, in the heart of the collective, in the heart of the nation. We feel, Mashu Korepo, you know, like something's happening. Am Yisrael's waking up. So to be a part of bringing the R of redemption into the world at this time, in this way, with this Chevra, is something very, very remarkable and special. And so I appreciate very much that all of you are joining. And Be'ezus Hashem, this will be a weekly Chabura where we'll get together to try to journey our way and to really connect ourselves to the spirit of this tzaddik and, and his teachings. Now, one of the reasons that Lakut Moran was seen as an inaccessible safer is because many of the lessons are incredibly complex, incredibly involved. They go on for long periods of time. And a person literally can take one Torah, as they do in the Breslov Yeshivas, and just learn it for months on end and do nothing else but learn that, that Torah itself. They're called Torahs, these lessons, these teachings. And they're called by the heading number. So, for example, the 56th lesson is called Torah Nun Vav, and it, and it spans a couple of pages. It's a Shavuos lesson. And the depth and the breadth and it is, is so incredibly vast and, and, and deep that for many people it's, it's taka inaccessible. And so a lot of people, if they open the Likut Imran and they find themselves in the middle of this labyrinth of aspects of this and that and the other thing, and, and they're not familiar with some of the concepts, so then they can get lost. They can say the Sefer is not for me. I, I, don't, I don't understand how I can access or gain anything from the Sefer. But, but the truth is that first of all, those longer lessons, if presented in a, in a clear way, in an ordered way, they're very accessible. That's number one. But number two is that scattered throughout the Sefer are shorter, much more accessible teachings. But if a person doesn't have this guide to be able to find them, it wasn't laid out in exactly the most attractive or accessible way. So you have to know where to find the teachings that are shorter, more compact, and leave you with, with something that you can take with you. Of course, they're still incredibly deep, and a person can think about them a lot, and a person is meant not just to learn these teachings on an intellectual level, but to really bring them into our heart and soul, but they're much more accessible. So I have online a beginner's list for Lukut Maran, where I went through the Sefer, and I tried to put together in one place just a list of all the teachings that are much more easily accessed. An idea of this Chabura is going to be at least at the outset to go through those teachings so that we can have self-contained shiurim. It's not long series where a person feels like they missed two weeks, so that's it, they can't come anymore. Every shir will be its own self-contained thing, and, and it's accessible to everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Okay, so let's jump into the, to the first teaching we're going to take a look at tonight. 
is all the way in the 80s, right? Because the first 70 or so lessons, at least in, in Likut Raman, are very long and very complex and very involved. And they're very beautiful as well and super important. That's the Iker, I would say, of Likut Raman is, get, is just like immersing yourself in those longer lessons. We're going to take a look now at a shorter teaching, Likut Raman 89, Petas. And the Heligat Sadik says like this, if we have time, we'll do two teachings and... Be'ezus Hashem, it should be a schus for all the chayalim and for all the Yoshev Eretz Yisrael and for every Jew anywhere who's feeling a little bit of darkness settling upon the face of the deep of their soul. Shibizaycha to the spirit of Mashiach, the Ruach Alekim, that's Merachefes Al Amayim. You know that there's a spirit of Mashiach that's there and we're accessing it and redeeming ourselves with a consciousness of Emunah, which the Sefer is going to give us, Be'ezus Hashem. So the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Vatchasreyu Ma'at Melikim, referring to man. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, man is, is so lofty. You made him just a little bit lower than godly beings, right? the divine beings. Me'alikim, spiritual, not godly, divine, spiritual beings, angels. And you crowned man, the human being, with kavod and hadar. I think there's another sheet over there. Maybe the other if you want. Yes, that, is that one of our sheets? Uh, yeah, there's an extra one. Yeah, all the, down here. Oh. And you crowned him with covered with glory, with splendor. So the Rebbe says a very foundational concept of Pneumia Satora. Paradigm shift. It's known. That whatever a person lacks, whether in a spiritual sense, whether in a physical sense, the lack is not only in my life, what I'm personally missing. The lack is no geya, is relevant to and experienced by, so to speak, the shechina itself, which we'll talk about now for a few minutes. Which is an aspect of the shame, elokim. So a lot of concepts here is one line, but there's a lot of different concepts. What's the Shekhinah? What does it mean a lack in the Shekhinah? We know that a Kodesh Baruch doesn't lack anything. What does this mean? Why is the Shekhinah connected to the shame Elohim? What's happening? So without going super deep into Kabbalistic ideas, which we could at this point, which is important also to know the basic foundations of, of the structures of Kabbalah, of Hasidus, in order to really understand anything in Primias, we're not going to do that now, but just on a very basic, understandable, down-to-earth level. The word shochein means to dwell. Shochein means to dwell. The mishkan is melashin lishkon, right? It's a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's spirit is able to rest, is able to dwell down in the physical world. And the shechina, all the tzaddikim explain, is that aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is possible to be revealed in the lower realms of creation, in the physical world. It's the potential latent godliness that really fills everything. Really fills everything. And if the world were to be mitukan, if the world were to be rectified and in a state of expanded and expansive perfection and everything being as it's supposed to be, as the, the Nevi'im ultimately lay out what that vision will look like, hopefully very, very soon, so, the first thing that happens, as the Psukim t- explain, 
is umala aretz deya es Hashem kamayim liyamachasen. The whole world fills with the knowledge of God like water covers the ocean bed. It's just filled with consciousness of Elokos. That means that every human being that you pass by in the street is lit up with total clarity and awareness as to what we're doing in this world, which are basic concepts that you and I will all learn growing up. But to know something is one thing, and to live with it is a whole different thing. Right? The Pasuk tells us in Tavarim, you should know today, but most importantly, that's, that's the hard part. The Ishbitsa writes, there's no distance greater in creation than the, than the mind and the heart. It's no, it's the, the tiniest, a couple of inches. There's no distance greater than that. To bring it down into our lived experience that it literally informs every single decision that we make, every word that we say, every way that we react to situations and so on and so forth, that's already a madrigal. All of us are yearning and striving for that. But that's the way it's going to be. Not just for every Jew, for every single human being. The whole world will wake up to recognize we are a spirit experiencing divinity through the virtual reality set, this immersive VR experience of a, of a body with all of its capacities and experiences, but we are not physical. We are spiritual beings sent to this world to recognize the spirituality of everything. That there is no nature. The teva, the natural, is, is an illusion. The natural is an illusion. Meaning to say, this experience now in this room that all of us can understand on a, on, a, on a rational, this-worldly level. A couple of chaver came together to be able to learn, to get some inspiration, the beginning of a work week, and we sit in chairs, and there, there's a table here, and so one person's speaking, other people are listening, and there's history and time, and there was a tzaddik, Rabbi Nachman, and we're learning his Torah that he wrote in a book. Miracles, 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 miracles. There is nothing natural about what's taking place here. There's nothing natural about anything that takes place at all. Miracles, right? Nisim, Nisim, how many miracles are happening literally right here, right now in this room? Life is a miracle. Consciousness is the greatest miracle in the world. But we're not awake to it. If we were awake to it, and if every human being was awake to it, then the Shechina, which is the revelation of the indwelling divine presence, would be complete. The Shechina is not Hashem. It is something Hashem does. He dwells. When He dwells, we call that the Shechina or Gilui Shechina. Ten Jews get together, Akal Be'asara, Shechinta Sharia, right? We didn't bring God into a place where He wasn't before. Ten Jews get together, a minion, on unbelievable Kedusha. God is dwelling in that place. We reveal it. We recognize it. By the Kotel, Gilui Shechina. Hashem is everywhere. What do you mean? Why is the Kotel? What does that mean? The Kotel is a holier place than all other places? And that God is more there than He is in other places? That's not, that's not how it is. The godliness that exists in all places is more accessible in that place. It's clear that it's here. It's revealed. The Shechina is complete. Shochen in that place. And so ultimately, it depends not objectively, but subjectively on how we are approaching life. And the more that we experience the wholeness and completeness and fullness of life, which means that we're accessing the divinity within every experience, the more Shechina there is in the world. The more we channel Shechina into the world by becoming aware of it. And when every human being becomes aware of it, this is called Mashiach. This is called Elam Haba.
Nothing fundamental changes. We just become activated. And that's what we're yearning to do in our own lives. And that's what we have to bring the whole world to as the chosen nation that was sent to wake up the whole entire world. And that's, that's really the whole game. That's the, that's the whole game. Why is this whole thing, the Shechina, an aspect of Elohim? Because this is more Yadua, the shame Elohim is Gematria Hateva, which means nature. The name Elohim is associated with Gevura. The name Yudke Vavke, Chesed. Yudke Vavke is always Chesed. Elohim is Gevura. Boundaries, limitations. That's why the whole narrative of creation is Elohim. Vayomer Elohim, Vayar Elohim. The whole thing is Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. The creation of the natural world is pulsating with the spirit of Givura, limitation, because that's exactly what it is. It is the allowance for the divine to become revealed in an accessible way. Infinity is beyond us. That's what was before creation. Creation means we're now going to take a paper, blank paper, imagine a blank paper that goes on infinitely in every possible direction, and we're going to draw lines to define certain symbols. Without the paper, no lines could exist. Without the lines, we couldn't perceive a thing in the world, right? Certainly not as human beings with the experience of Bechira. And without Bechira, so then, Vaiter, there's no revelation of, of divinity. It's just divine, right? It's through our struggle, through our challenge, through this experience of Nisiyonis and overcoming the potential to choose to live a life of to really live a life that's aware of the source of life. That's drawn on the paper of the infinite. So the whole creation is embedded with the name Elohim, which is associated with limitation, gvura, gvulim. But ultimately, it poses a great risk because part of Bechira means that we then have the potential to experience this cluster of shameless Elohim that manifests in all the different hot and cold and left and right directions and male and female, all the different aspects of creation and we can look at it and say, okay, this is a natural world. I mean, that, that's what Bechira means. We're either choosing in every choice that we make. It's not a choice between doing the thing we're supposed to do or not doing the thing we're supposed to do. That's on the surface. The choices that we have are always, it's one choice, creator or creation. Every choice that we make, that's what we're choosing. Are we choosing to recognize that there's a manhig to this world, that I'm just a messenger, I'm just a shliach, I don't have my own autonomy, my whole purpose is to align myself with that will so I can channel humility down into the world, channel being, being an open vessel to receive that light and to bring that to other people. Am I choosing creator or am I choosing the illusion of creation? That this world is all that matters. That this re regular natural world is all that is. So what's the aspect of nature that's seen as reflecting the energy of the divine? It's the Shem Elohim, which is gematria hateva, which is nature. Because we choose how we want to look at it. Are we surrounded all the time by a cold, silent, natural, physical, material world that doesn't point beyond itself, that doesn't whisper any messages to us that there's something bigger going on? Or are we in tune with the fact that this is, this is just another manifestation of godliness that's called the Shechina, the revelation of divinity within the lower realms? Okay, so let's revisit that line now with, with these basic conceptual understandings. Again, it's known. That whatever a person lacks, whether in a spiritual sense, whether in a physical sense, 
if I feel that something is not right in my life and there's something that needs to be manifested, whether physically or spiritually, something, something's off, then what does that mean? That means that the fullest expression of divinity has not yet manifested in, in the world in its fullest, fullest extent. If a Jew feels pain, that's what we mean, right? The, the Shekhinah feels pain. Right? What does that mean? That means that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to be revealed in this world. And if a Jew is in pain, that means that the fullness of the Shekhinah, which is only simcha, because then a person is in an expanded uh, 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 a level of awareness and they see, they experience, Kaddish Baruch Hu is here, Kaddish Baruch Hu is in my life. So then, something is at least potentially lacking in the Shekhinah. I say potentially for a specific reason, which we'll get to in a minute. Do you mean if you read Tzvarim and Zohar that the Kodesh Baruch has a, a lack, so therefore there can be an experience of that the opposite, that the Shekhinah has a lack? Yes, yes, yes. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. The truth is that it's Bayim Ka'achas. The truth is that it's not, it's not that there's a lack in the Shekhinah and so the person feels a lack. It's Otodavar. It's, it's avoid those oppressions. Right. So that's why I said potentially. That's why I said potentially. Because I mentioned before, I said that because he's not fully besimcha. But imagine if a person is able to be fully besimcha within the lack, then he reveals that it's not actually a lack in the shechina at all. Right. Because then he reveals ezu ashir hasameach. Bechelko, who is a wealthy person, Osher, who's a happy person, wealthy person, a person who's Sameach Bechelko with his, with his portion. What is the word Chelek? A word Chelek is not who's happy with his wholeness, his fullness. Chelek is just, you just get a, a tiny Chelek. The word Chelek connotes lack. Right? It means I only have this and I don't have that. When a person is able to be Besimcha with that, then on the contrary, his lack becomes a Gilu Shechina in and of itself. He sees it as being an Isayon. He doesn't allow this to knock him off kilter and say, well, God, God is not in this place. Kol ma da avid rachmana. What is ma? Not just kol ma whatever God does, litav avid he does for the best. The word ma connotes, connotes lack. Anachnu ma literally means we are nothing. Kol ma, the question what is this, is a fundamental lack of understanding. Any other question you ask already necessitates some level of clarity. If you ask me, then you already know this as a person. You want to know the identity of the person. You ask AFO where, so then you know what's taking place and what it's about. You just don't know where it's taking place. But to ask ma means like, whoa, like we don't, we don't understand anything about what's happening. And that's what the Gemara says. Kol ma da avid rachmana. Like the greatest existential questions when a person is overwhelmed by darkness and a person can't see any light. Kol ma, like a black hole, we say, da avid rachmana. Kaddish Baruch Hu did this. Litav avid. It's good, it's good, it's good. And in as much as a person doesn't feel a lack and he's sameach bechalkai, then he reveals the shechina like that in his current circumstance. So that's why Rabbi Nachman over here is referring to a person who is not with that level of consciousness. Amemela, as I said, Baim Ka'achas. It's, it's like because he's suffering, when he doesn't really need to suffer, he just needs to recognize that something's wrong, but suffering is a choice that we make. I don't need to suffer, but a person recognizes that something's lacking in their life, 
and they fall into this consciousness of it's a chisarin be'atzem, then, then the shechina is not misgala through that experience. Then there's a lack in the shechina. So you're saying chisarin is a wake-up call? Because you should, what, is, what is it feeding up chisarin? I mean, the purpose of the feeding up chisarin is to wake the person up. Right, right. It's a bit of an illusion. But to wake the person up, to like really some, something, something's off. But right, in the, in, the, in the deepest, deepest, deepest sense, it's not a chisar, it's a chisar in as much as the person experiences that as a chisar. But if a person approaches it with it, with a, with it expand the level of consciousness, so then we, we wouldn't call it a chisar, and then the shechina is full in that place. But over here we're speaking about a regular, a regular experience of frustrations in life, challenges, a person is, is missing something. Families are missing loved ones that were taken captive and are, and are who knows where and who knows what's going on with them, right? That's a chisarum. And in as much as that's a chisarum, then, then the shechina is, is lacking. Even if a person does approach it with the highest level of consciousness, ultimately there's taiv and ra. So I would say both are true. It, it's, it's a spectrum. In as much as the person is able to recognize this is also letov, it's good. But we still make two different brachos for overtly good things and overtly bad things. We say baruch da'ina emes on the bad things. We make baruch atov on the good things. We're not yet at that level, right? So kolzman, that the world is not shining with the light that the Nevi'im talked about, the prophets talked about, what this world could become, what this world will become, it's a lack in the Shekhinah. So now let's read a little bit further. It says the Rebbe, this itself is a gavaldika chizuk. This itself is great encouragement. Because ach when a person knows this, that he's not alone in his pain, and that ultimately if there's a lack in my life, then there's a more fundamental lack in creation that we should be aware of, we should be davening about. Says the Rebbe, person's going to be in a great state of sadness. And a person's not going to be able to serve Hashem with joy. On the contrary, it could double our pain. A person feels, it's one thing, I lost my wallet last week. You know, that's one thing. And it's annoying and it's frustrating. And I had my visa and it, it didn't actually happen with me. It happened with some, another friend. Right? And I can't travel abroad. And it, it's a chisari and I'm missing something, right? Missing something. Now that I say, oh my gosh, in this that something went locus seder in my life, not only am I missing something, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, is now withheld from being revealed in the world in a way of Seder when things work out in the life of a Jew, in the life of a human being that's plugged in. It's, it's, it's a chisar. It's going to make him even, even, even more sad and, and, and more in despair. Says the Rebbe, so if a person goes with his consciousness, potentially can make him feel very, very bad about it. Says the Rebbe, so how do we remedy this? A person has to comfort himself, settle his mind, and to say, I'm, such, I'm so insignificant, I'm just a human being, but who am I that the king himself, the king of all kings, the infinite one, should be making me aware that he's missing something too? Who does, who does the king confide in when something's bothering him? Only his closest, closest people, his closest people. So on the contrary, if we wake up to a higher level of consciousness, then we have to wake up to the highest level of consciousness. 
what's the highest level is that I don't have reason now to be even more broken that not only is something going wrong in my life, but that means that something's going wrong so fundamentally in the cosmos. And that now I should be doubly broken for myself and for the lack in the Shekhinah, which is the, is the main thing to focus on and to think about and to, and to daven for. There's a higher level where a person says, wow, look how special this is, look how special I am, look how special we are. That the king is so close to him that he's whispering to me what he, what, he, what he lacks. Look how powerful I am. And this goes back to what we said before, that if I choose to approach this with an enlightened state of consciousness, I can turn this whole thing, I can turn this whole thing around. I can remedy it, the Shekhinah that is, not despite what I just experienced, specifically because of it, if I so choose. So it's like a it's like a few stage process, right? Step one, a person let's use that example. Another example, a person is on his way to a meeting, pops his tire, whole schedule is off, and right there's a lack in his life. Stage one, level one, simplest level is a person looks at that situation, says something frustrating happened to me today, and that's annoying, and he maybe gets angry, he gets upset, and and uh, that's that's normal, right? That's that's level one. Level two is to be aware that something bigger is going on in life and that whatever we experience is not just a local experience within our own lives, but it's something that relates to the whole entire world and the cosmos and the meaning of life, the purpose of life, which is to reveal the divine in the world. And a person feels something went wrong in my life. So nebuch, that, that's a lack in the shechina. That's a lack in the experience of HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanting to reveal himself in the world. And potentially people could look at this and say, you see, something went wrong. There's no God. Or God is not good, not as good as you thought he was. There's a potential lack in the clarity that people have when things go according to plan, where they're able to look at it and say, wow, wow. Ze'ayoyim asa Hashem, right? But a higher madrega, the highest madrega, is when the person thinks to himself, in as much as I've achieved the awareness that something that goes wrong in my life is potentially a lack in the Shechina. So in as much as I know that, it turns out I'm a lot more powerful than I thought I am because the king is confiding in me. And if he's confiding in me, it means that I can do something about it. Shifting consciousness. Hashem is here too. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here too. And he's not here despite what went wrong. He's here specifically in what went wrong as an opportunity for me to recognize that kol ma to avid rachmana, any vacant space is absolutely full with the light of God. With this, this train of thought yeah. is actually Jewish training. Even without saying, I'm now the simcha. Even in the Tafsir, it's like, what means you see as the simcha? Is already, already, is already. already pulling the God into the Shina. Mamish. And when there's a Gilish Shina, so then that brings a person to Yishavadas and to Simcha, hopefully, right? <laughs> that, that's the ultimate goal, is that it, it should shift our consciousness. Actually, How I deep is this? Right, 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 right. But what is to reveal God? If, if God gives me later comfort, that's uh, also good. That's yeah. true, that's true. That's true, but ultimately I realize, like the Bredichavah says, the Pasuk Sois Asis Hashem, I shall surely rejoice in Hashem. So, so, so the Bredichavah so says, Sois, my joy is Asis Bashem, that I made Hashem happy. 
right? So Hashem want, and what does Hashem want? That we should live with Yishevadas. That's what He created, Lehetiv, right? So it works out for both of us. It's the same kind of concept. It comes at the same time. It's Bayim Ka'achas, right? It's, it's, it's these two things happen at once. But this is a shift. The shift is from powerlessness, from just, just having been kicked in the head for nothing and feeling like I'm, 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 I'm nothing, to waking up to realizing that not only am I not nothing, in fact, I hold the keys to whatever I'm experiencing and as much as I will choose to shift my perspective on this experience that it's not despite this that I recognize Hashem, specifically in it, specifically because of it. <laughs> right, right. I would say even more than that. Recognizing that you're not in control is exactly your control. I mean, that's the only thing that a human being can control. The degree to which we recognize, I was never intended to be in control. It's a very powerful thing. The one thing that's in our control, and that is why we were created. I mean, that, that's literally why we're in the driver's seat of creation. Bishvili Yisrael, Shinnik all of humankind, really all of humankind by extension, by proxy, is the capacity, unlike animals, to be able to stop and recognize yesh mashuhu lamala. There's something big that's called consciousness. There's something beyond. And so adaraba. It's a lot of people think that the the the, the more powerful, the more um, in control you feel, or show other people that you are, the more powerful you must be. And it's punkt It's exactly the opposite. The more a person is able to let go, surrender, a person is able to feel like they don't always have to have all the answers, always be in control, always know everything. A person that's awake to the mystery of, of things and leans into that. Really a person who lives like that, the most powerful person in the world. Literally the most powerful person because in him is affected the purpose of existence, which was for a human being to live with Emunah. Right? It's almost like you're like, your first Hashem. Hashem did it for everything. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> right? That's, that's exactly it. HaMelech ba'atzmei masapa liyach yisar in shalai v'chi yesh kavad galom yizeh. HaMitoich and then the Rebbe says, and his whole mentality shifts. His whole mindset changes. He, he looks again at the situation with an expanded state of consciousness, meaning to say, Hashem is involved here. It's, and it's not a reason to be doubly sad. It's a reason to be quadruply happy. <laughs> like, it's a reason to be much, multiplied, multiplied by infinity. Hashem is with you, is with you. A lot of people feel something goes wrong in our life as an individual, certainly a lot of messages like this, something goes wrong to the whole Am Yisrael. Terrible Xardin, Kaddish Baruch Hu forsook us and none of our Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot was pleasing to Hashem and it was all worthless and now we gotta just throw it out and start from scratch. Lehep, I'm telling you, Lehepech, it's the, it's the opposite. When a Jew has the experience of waking up to the realization that something is happening here that's completely beyond me, it's the greatest opportunity to allow Hashem into our lives. It's a gift Hashem is giving us. It's the gift of being pushed so, so, so far 
that we get to the Messianic prophet prophecies in the end of the Gemara and Saita, which tells us that Mashiach will come only when humankind is pushed so far that we say, Ain lanu We have no one else upon whom to rely. Ella avinu Only HaKadosh Baruch. Nothing, nothing, no army, no politics, no government, nothing, nothing. A hundred thousand people marched <laughs> the other day. I don't, I'm sure not all of them want me dead. I'm sure it's a tiny minority of them, and I'm sure that they're marching also for a cause that they believe to be just, and maybe even is in certain senses just, dependent, depending on who you ask and what exactly they're, they're marching for. But we're in a precarious situation. Like we are, this is not simple. This is, what's going on in the world today is not simple. It's just not. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us an opportunity. He's giving us a gift. He's holding out his hand and he says, listen, creator or creation? How do you want to live? How do you, how do you want to play this, this, this next phase of, of the world game? How do you want to play it? It's like the beginning of a video game. You get to choose creator or creation. What mentality do you want to adopt? Because it's up to you. It's a choice that we make. It's a choice that we make that by virtue of choosing this, mom is choosing it, and subjectively choosing to experience every situation that we go through as an opportunity to get closer to this mysterious infinite being, our objective experience of life changes legamri. And literally, if we could spread this to all human beings, I mean, let's start with Jews first, but if we can, and, and let's start with ourselves first, with myself first, but if all of us can do this Be'emes, then on a very pragmatic level, nothing spiritual about it, on a very literal level, the world will change. The literal reality of the world will objectively change if subjectively every human being begins to open up to this consciousness. We're not in control. This world is not all there is. We are not just physical beings in a physical material world. We're spirits and we're here to recognize the spirituality and the dignity and the divinity in every other human being and in every created thing and in every human capacity, in the food that we eat, in the, in the sleep that we must sleep at night and take naps, in, in every experience of life is an experience not of nature, Elohim, but an experience of, of Yudke Vavke, of transcendent divinity of the Shekhinah. This is Geula. So let's finish th this teaching. Such a person merits that his whole consciousness is renewed. Mamish renewed. Don't we need a spirit of renewal in this situation? That's what, that's what, that's what all of us need. Says the Rebbe, and it's all in a Pasuk until that we began with. And this is Pshat in the Pasuk. The Kaved Vahadr Ta'atreyu. Ah, we skipped a line. Go back to the, to the third line. Vizehu. This is shot in the Pasuk. Vatchasrehu. When a person has a lack in his life, Bivadai, he needs to be aware that Me'at Me'elokim. Hainu hachisaron Bivadai Me'elokim Hainu Ashkina. Because on a literal level, the way that you read the Pasuk is that you made a man a little bit less than spiritual, divine, right, level beings, angels. Says the Rebbe, no, we're not reading it, You're reading it, any experience of lack that you have in life, recognize where does it come from and what is, it, what is its true implication is that the Shechina is not complete. Ma'at means there's something missing. Ma'at, there's something that's being mima'et. Something's made less in the Shechina. Now jump back to the, to the second to last line. And when a person recognizes this, in as much as you recognize that, that you live with that level of awareness, 
It's not a reason to be sad. Not a reason to say, oh my gosh, I'm messing up the whole cosmos because I can't get my life in order. No, 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 no. The covet of a hadr tatreyu. Hainu al yidei covet of a hadr sheyeshloi. Shahamelech ba'atzmai misapar lechisarin. The covet of a hadr. That you recognize that just living with this awareness is the greatest honor in the world. What a privilege that the king of kings put the keys to this world literally in our hands. It's up to us to fix the world. And that's why we're privy to this awareness that there's a lack in the Shekhinah when I have a lack in my life. Says the Rebbe, the Kavod Vahadar Ta'atrehu. Then we get crowned B'moichin Chadash. And the crown is always associated with a higher level of consciousness. A crown doesn't go in the head, it goes around, around the head. So it, it, it represents that which is beyond our thinking, a new way of thinking, an expanded way of thinking. So let's read the Pasuk again. When a person feels a lack in his or her life, what does it mean? You're aware, first of all, something deeper is going on. What should that bring a person to? Kavid Vahadar. That brings a person to Kavaldika insight, to, to, to joy and to expansivity. What an, what an incredible thing. I have such a relationship with God that God is telling me, hello, something's missing. And you have to be aware of that and thus fill that lack. So therefore, when a person gets this whole thing in his, in his head, in that moment, he becomes crowned with a deeper level of awareness. And this is true for all of life. This is true for challenges. It's all a curriculum in surrendering. Life gets more difficult as you go on, so I'm told. People experience challenges, and I've experienced challenges in my life, and I'm sure all of us have in our lives. And it's as if each time we have an opportunity to get this message even clearer. When I try to control things, it falls apart, doesn't go. When I surrender and I live life with Yishav Hadas, knowing that I'm plugged into a, a higher reality, to a deeper story, I become a channel for Amuna. I bring more Amuna into the world. I'm able to embody that spirit of of calm, of peace of mind, able to be steady, to be rooted, grounded, anchored. I'm clear on what my mission is. I'm able to bring that mission to other people. That's called ta'atrehu. That's called renewal. And this, Rabbi Nachman, I felt like this was a good piece to start with, even though it's the second one on the list, which I'm happy to send out. I'll send out to the group just so you have it. And the second one was very, very lengthy, and I, I didn't feel like it was a good piece to start with. But this was number two. So this is Mamish. This is mamish what we need now. We are getting input into our consciousness nonstop, all day, every day. News that is, has to shake the core of your being. What, what's going on with Hashem's world? How much we lack. How much we lack. Each of us in our own like, personal lives, in our national life. And the question that we must ask or answer now, the question that we're being asked, is, again, creation or creator? Creation or creator? How are we going to choose to approach what's going on now? Do we see what's going on as Hashem pushing us away? Or do we see what's going on as an, as an opportunity, the greatest opportunity, the deepest opportunity to be Mekayim, the Pasuk, to fulfill the verse, Ve'emunascha Balele. That I specifically have a brand new opportunity to deepen my faith specifically when I'm facing the abyss. And when I can point to that and I laugh in that darkness and I say, oh, the whole world's falling apart, wonderful. It gives me an opportunity to come together. 
means that right now I can stand up on my own two feet and I can say, God is there too. God is there too. The Torah is MS. The Jewish nation will prevail. Netzach Yisrael lo yeshakar. It doesn't matter how many hundreds of thousands of people are marching for, for, for hundreds of thousands of different causes. The Torah is true. Anachnu b'nei Avram Yitzchak v'yakov. The whole history revolves around Yerushalayim for very good reason. This is where the whole thing started. This is where it's all going to end. But as Hashem, in the merit of these teachings, which are all drawn from the Zohar HaKadosh, because that's the source of the, all, all of Kabbalah and all of Hasidus, this way of appreciating life in a deeper in a deeper way it comes from Kabbalah, Pneumia Satara, the Neshama of Torah. We're going to merit the redemption with the greatest, greatest mercy. Because Rav Shimon Bar Yochai said about his Sefer the Zohar, he said, "Besifra da with this Sefer, Yifkan be min galusa berachme." We're going to get out of exile with rachme, with rachme, in the merit of these teachings. So, Be'ezus Hashem, it's a good aschala. We're starting. You'll see, just every shir is going to be a whole like a different a different way of thinking, and we work on it. It's not just something to learn, and now you know a little bit more of Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman's teachings than you did before. We spend the week really reminding ourselves it, it, these are heart teachings. It's not just an intellectual thing. So you remind yourself, and it's good because it's a pasigatilim. You could remember it easily. Every situation we go through, if we could really put on this helmet, you know, this this new set of of consciousness, we should be zayicha in learning the sefer that's aschalta de geula to channel the spirit of redemption down into each of our lives personally, magnify the spirit of redemption in the world collectively, and let's go back to Yerushalayim. Es Hashem berachmim geluyim with revealed mercy. Thank you so, so much for joining. Um, and next week, we'll, we'll take a look at the next, next teaching. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, everybody.